1: Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: Go behind the wheel, under the
1: hood, and beyond with Car Stuff
0: from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I am Ben Boland. Scott, is that a piece of listener mail? I see. That is a it? piece of listener mail, Ben. And it, you know, it goes way
1: back. This one goes way back to March of 2010. Because I knew I had heard somebody mention this in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of a, a glancing blow, I guess, if you want to call it that. Because uh, it's just kind of mentioned in another email, a longer email. Uh-huh. Um, but it was someone uh, by the name of, I'm going to say it's Jamin. Spelled J A E M I N, uh, from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh huh. And Jamin wants to, uh, among other things here, and they'll see this long list, but uh, wanted to know if we could do a podcast on car rental services, zip cars, and other similar services. Mm. And uh, it's pretty straightforward from a consumer perspective, is what Jamin says. Uh, but what goes on behind the scenes, especially with something like zipcar because it's it 's a little different than our typical you know drive to the airport and um or fly to the airport rather rent a car and then yeah. and leave it 's a little bit different than that so um jamin uh this one 's for you even though it 's a long long time in the past, but uh, I knew <laughs> there was a mention there somewhere in listener mail, and we hang on to that forever.
0: We do hang on to it forever mm-hmm. so let 's start by first defining what Zipcar is so Zipcar is a car rental company, sort of. Sort of. It's, it's a little bit different. They wouldn't call themselves a car rental company. No, no, they they wouldn't.
1: No, it's different. It's a car sharing.
0: Right, because it's membership based. If you go to, for instance, if you go to a conventional car rental agency or car rental company, let's say you get off at the airport, you know, we've got Hapeville here, so you get off there, and, uh, you, go to the counter of whatever car rental service, Mm -hmm. and you work a deal with them to get a car that meets your specifications. You do some paperwork, and then you turn it in at another location, right, which is essentially still another counter service. Yes. And it's a sort of a one-time deal is 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 kind of the way they offer it. Zipcar is different because with Zipcar, you become a member, Mm -hmm. and you pay an annual fee, and what you do with that uh, – in addition to that annual fee, you pay a, a certain predetermined amount, but you can rent this car for a few hours. You can rent it for um, longer, mm-hmm. and you also uh, – here's the thing. You can drop it off at, at a lot more locations, at yeah, many so more very, locations. Yeah,
1: so it's very handy. You don't have to come mm-hmm. back to the place that you rented it from right uh, you yeah. can take it one way somewhere and and be comfortable with the fact that you're leaving it where they want you to um you know the, the, you mentioned that it's a club there's a there's not only an annual fee um there's also an application fee a small application fee oh yeah fee. like 50 bucks uh it's uh, Boy, I think it's less than that. I think it's twenty five. Oh, cool! Uh, for okay. the application, and I think the the annual fee is something like fifty or sixty bucks, something like mm-hmm. that, uh, just ballpark. But uh, you're right. I mean, what's different about this is that it's a car sharing program, so you're not renting the car for, um, you know, just twenty four hours, in in just twenty four hour blocks or week long blocks. You right. can rent this car for an hour if you wanted to drive it across town, park it, and you're done. Mm-hmm. you don't have to you don't have to do anything else but that that's what your membership affords you is that flexibility
0: and you can do it online too. we should mention that
1: yeah, i mean of course you can do it per day yeah you can do it uh you can do it per week, you can do it however you want sure um and you're right, you can do it online there's a there's a number of different ways that you can uh you can rent a car really mm-hmm. um you know it's funny I was looking through this list of how you can do it, and the weird thing is that um Yeah, I mean, it's so different than the way it used to be. I mean, now, of course, you can rent a car online, of course, you know, to have it waiting for you. But this is the type of thing that I get the impression that you'll be able to, you know, you're sitting on the bus and you decide that when you get to your next stop,
0: Mm -hmm. you want to
1: pick up a car and and head across town instead of taking the bus back. Um, So you could just, you know, quickly type on your uh, your iPhone or your telephone or, you know, whatever you have in your pocket um, or your, I guess, iPad or whatever. Um, You could just. Quickly reserve a vehicle mm-hmm. for your return trip. It, it's so strange for you know to think about this,
0: and it's it's so weird because when we first started looking at this, now with full disclosure, as most of our listeners know, uh, Scott, you and I are based in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zipcar is not everywhere, but it is in Atlanta, and we started seeing these bad boys popping up uh, around. I remember seeing them downtown and at. MARTA stations. Mm-hmm. MARTA is our local uh, rail line, mm-hmm. city rail line. And I always wondered what they were. And the more I started looking at it, uh, the more concerned I was. My initial concern, which is probably most people's initial concern, is how do I know this car is going to be here when I reserve it? You know what ah, I mean? Good question. Good question. There's some
1: technology behind that. Yes. Uh which is the only way that all this really works because um and if you're relying on somebody to drop off a car for you at a certain location with uh you know with the keys in the, in the ignition or whatever, yeah. you know, I'll put the keys under the wheel well for you or whatever. Heck of a trust system. It's just not going to work that yeah. way. So they have uh they have some technology that helps them uh determine the vehicle's where it should be and it's um an RFID chip really. Yeah. Um and it's placed on the windshield and it's really it's it's a uh, it's a transponder. Um, which tells them, you know, the, the the number of hours that the person's used it, the mm-hmm. the uh, the mileage that they've gone. Um, it tells them how much fuel is in the vehicle. It tells them all different types of things.
0: You know, Their like usage data, essentially.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like you know the onboard diagnostic system that, um, like an OnStar or something like that has, in a way, in that it tells it, it can tell them a lot of information about the vehicle. Where it is exactly, so they know that it's sitting at the Marta station, waiting for the next person to get off the train and pick it up and take it across town. Sure. Um, one thing that they say they don't do, you know, they can track these cars, of course. Right, they would have to. And one thing they say that they don't do is they don't track it during use. They turn they turn that function off for, um, you know, for privacy, I guess. Right. right. So that you're not they're not being watched everywhere you go, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose it's possible, but why would they even care to do that? They've got so many vehicles in so many cities and mm-hmm. um, well really all over the world um, but uh, they, they say they turn it off, but really it's just a uh, in addition to being able to monitor their vehicles and you know what's what the status of all these vehicles are and the, you know the, the fleet is still out there mm-hmm. um, They also use it for uh, the possibility of a theft if somebody has if somebody's trying to steal a zip car, which you might think might be easy. Mm-hmm. uh it's not uh because they've got a uh, a kill switch function yes which uh, will kill the vehicle and it won't uh, it won't and one thing that i noticed in this uh i'm reading you know the information from zipcar.com yeah and one thing they said about um the kill um the kill switch or the kill function is that it uh, it won't turn the car off when it's on so, you know, if, uh, if you do turn the car off, you won't be able to restart it, is what the, is what the deal is. Yeah. Um, that's just for safety, so that if there's a mistake, you know, a communication mistake and something happens, they're not going to shut off the car while someone's on the freeway, or, you know, in a critical, they're trying to, I don't know, I'm going to say worst sense. case scenario. You're trying to cross train tracks. Sure. They shut the car off. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to happen that way.
0: So, uh, I, I think to, Explain a breakdown of the technology real quick. What, what we should mention is that these people, we've alluded to it, but we haven't explicitly said it, Scott. The the users of Zipcar services, mm-hmm. um, of, of Zipcar specifically, have a card. They don't have a key. Oh, yeah. And like, that's what, that, that key or that card has an RFID chip in it that uh, syncs up with the car. And yes. that's how you enter, right? I, exactly, yeah. I'm glad you said that because otherwise I, I might have just glossed over that fact
1: but that's something entirely unique as well because mm-hmm. you're a member you're a member of this club and you've got yeah. a, a card that operates the vehicle rather than a key and that takes away this whole um, you know mess of having to figure out where the keys are and who yeah. has what keys and I mean can you imagine there's there's no way because they're in um, I as far as the, the last note that I've got here they're yeah. in um, they're in 14 major metro markets is what they say mm-hmm. uh, including the US Canada and the United Kingdom Um, also 230 college campuses, which I think is a smart move for them. Yeah, it's Um, perfect for a college kid. I I really do think it is. Yeah. I mean, the cities, if you, I mean, it's, I won't read them all, but Atlanta, Baltimore, Boston, Chicago, London, New York, Mm. San Francisco, Toronto, Vancouver, they're everywhere. They're, they're all over the place. And, um, you know, it's just the few that I, I wanted to mention here, but, um, really, this is a, this is a, Big-time business, and, and it's not very old, really.
0: No, it started in 2000.
1: Yeah, 2000. Two, uh, two females put it together.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: Anche, mm-hmm. What are the names here? i in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yeah, um,
0: we're, we're both doing the scramble. Oh, okay, Anche, here we go. Anja Danielson. And Robin Chase.
1: And Robin Chase, that's right. Two two founders, and um, I, what a great idea. I mean, it's just a, a car-sharing program which was, at the time, brand new. It still is relatively new. Yeah, There aren't yeah. that many of these, if, if – if not, this is, well, this is probably the biggest one that I've heard
0: and, of. And, and they've combined with, uh, Rival, uh, I think they've, they've worked with Flexcar, which was, uh, for mm-hmm. a similar system. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, yeah, right now they grew, um, from the founders, it's, it's led by, a fellow by the name of Scott Griffith now, he's mm-hmm. their CEO. Uh, as of the end of last year, they had over 8,000 vehicles. Whoa. Yeah, and, and some of them are this, the, Mr. Griffith, the CEO, has moved into some higher-end vehicles yeah, too. Did you, you like I, I thought of you when I, I read I do that part. because,
1: uh, you know, what? here's what I think when I think of this. Okay, I think of ride-sharing program. I think mm-hmm. of, um, you know, everybody's going to be wanting these, uh, you know, like a smart car or a, sure. uh, a mini or something really tiny for a commute around town. Yeah. Um, that's not really the case. They've got more than 30 makes and models of cars that you can choose from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it kind of depends on availability. You're scheduling a vehicle to be in a s- certain place. You know, they'll say, well, we have this available at this location. Right. Um, you know, th- that's how it works. So you don't always have your first choice. But if you if you can set it up far enough in advance, you might be able to work that and make it make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned some of the higher-end vehicles. So yeah. what, uh, what's out there?
0: Oh, well, they've got BMWs, which yeah. uh, surprised me a bit, um, to be honest. Not that I... Not that I thought they would be bad cars. No. I just, I, I just thought that those, those kind of luxurious cars have such a premium attached to them in conventional rentals. Ah,
1: see, but you have got somebody who wants to make a good impression on, you know, somebody else. You're picking up somebody for a business meeting, business sure. luncheon. Perfect example. And uh, you're able to take them out to, to lunch and uh, not, not in a smart car. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, right. um, you know, you're able to pick them up in a new BMW.
0: Little bit of class, plus, plus you can tell your, uh, your prospective client or your prospective employer, well, I'm quite concerned about the environment, but, uh, <laughs> I still think there's a place for luxury. Exactly. And by the way, this only cost me $7.50 for the first hour. That's true. That's so true. <laughs> um, can we, yeah. can it's, we a, it's a low about, rate. Yeah. Let, let's go and talk about, um, who it's for, though. Cause when we touch on business, we, we are talking about the, the sort of different buckets of consumers they have. Sure. Okay. So to be eligible for this, you have to be at least, uh, at least 18. Okay. Which is a really big deal because letting 18 year olds rent vehicles conventionally doesn't happen.
1: Yeah. 21 is usually the cutoff.
0: Yeah. So if you're, if you're 18 to 20, they'll still let you become a member of Zipcar, uh, provided you don't have any moving violations or accidents, uh, you don't have any, alcohol, drug-related stuff, I mean, just just the basic things. Sure. And and then if you're 21 or older, uh you have those same things. You need to have a valid driver's license for a year. Um, you have to have no more than two incidents in the past three years mm-hmm. and one in the past 18 months. And so that means, you know, if you're running a bunch of red lights, they're not going to let you into this system. Yeah, it's a club. You have right. to
1: join the club and you have to mm-hmm. adhere to the rules of the club. Otherwise, um, you know, if anybody could join, then you'd get somebody that, you know, had maybe not so good intentions. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get in the zip car and I'm, I'm out of here and rob a bank. Yeah. Or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. I mean, it would be, uh, it would be something that would be relatively easy, but you know, they've got a lot of, um, Checks and balances in place to keep that from
0: happening. That's a good way to put it, Scott. One one thing I love is that you don't pay for gas.
1: Ah, uh, yes, I like that too. That's a really good one. Now it, you know the, we've we've heard this recently um, with the high gas prices. Yeah. Um, some rail car companies and I, I don't know I can't verify this. I haven't rented a car. Recently, I'm going too soon, but you know they they sell you the fuel if you bring the vehicle back not fueled up. Yeah, um, I've heard rumor that some sometimes they're charging as much as nine dollars and fifty cents a gallon or something Whoa. like that. Yeah, those are um, like
0: European gas
1: prices. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, that's here in the states. Wow. And um, you know it's just a it's it's a difficult thing. You know when you have to fill up the rental car, I guess before you bring it back. You know because uh, it's it's expensive. It really is. I mean, of course you're using the fuel, so this mm-hmm. it's understood. But um, one thing that that uh, they do give you is they give you a gas card for the car when you pick it up, which is so cool. yeah, it's really neat. I mean uh, th- this reservation that you have mm-hmm. I- includes this gas card and it re- reimburses or you know it, it's good for gas stations that allow you to use that gas card yes because they work with the program they say like okay um I'm gonna make something up here. let's say shell mm-hmm. shell says uh we'll we'll take zipcar cards you know for the credit purchases because we know that companies you know they've got a working relationship with them sure and yes we'll accept it other ones let's say that they go to somewhere else and it's a it's a no brand uh fuel station and they don't take it you have to put it you know money in using your own wallet and uh the the company will reimburse you for that fuel up to i think fifteen dollars uh for that and and if you decide to have the car washed They'll reimburse you for that if you have the receipts. They'll they'll reimburse you for um, things like washer fluid and mm-hmm. you know, things that are necessary for the vehicle to maintain its uh, drivability. I
0: guess. Yeah, drivability and appearance. Uh, you're not responsible for the maintenance. The insurance is also included. Ah, uh, that's uh, maybe, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, let's go. Let's go on that one Yeah, because, because
1: you don't. If, here's the crazy: if you're in this club, you don't have to pay for drivers or you don't have to pay for insurance.
0: Yeah. You have it. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't paint it that way. Maybe we should look at it as the price of your membership includes the price of insurance. That's a better way to say it. I like that. Maybe it's, maybe it's like that. And, and I only say that because the idea of free insurance is.
1: Yeah. That's not really true. Not really true. It, it's a, it feels it's a, that way though. It's a great deal. It will feel that way to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. But it's rolled into the cost of the rental and the, the mm-hmm. application fees and the uh uh just the, the yearly fees.
0: Now that's unusual, right, Scott? It
1: really is unusual because you know, when you go to rental car companies, um, you know, standard, you know, walk up to the counter type thing sure. at the airport, yeah, you have to have your own insurance, of course. You have to have mm-hmm. a driver's license, you have to you know, usually a major credit card that you have to give them to uh you know place a hold on. Mm-hmm. Um you know there's a there's a lot of and you can even opt to purchase more insurance on top of that at mm-hmm. a daily rate. Well, this is all kind of rolled in into it and it's actually I guess I could say it's decent insurance. It's covered with your membership. Yeah. Um I've got the numbers if you want to hear yeah, just a couple. It on. I mean I, I'll just keep it real brief. Are here, these but, from the FAQ? Uh yeah, no, well I'm not sure if they come from okay. the FAQ or not, but um uh in the US you get up to $300,000 in property tax, uh, sorry, property, property damage and liability. Mm-hmm. In Canada, that goes up to a million dollars in liability coverage and two million dollars in Vancouver, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Um, in the UK, uh, 20 million pounds, which I don't know what that equals, but in liability, um, I didn't look up the, uh, exchange rate today, but, um, man, that's, that's <laughs> incredible. But you are responsible for, you know, if you're in, um, in a wreck in the vehicle, you're responsible for, uh, the first $500 of the, of the cost of repair for, you know, recovery or loss of any, uh, you know, like any kind of theft or anything like Standard that.
0: Standard deductible.
1: Stuff. Exactly. That's $500 deductible, really. Yeah. Uh, which is reasonable. I mean, a lot of people carry that on their own insurance anyways, and, and here you don't have to have a policy that you carry year round, even though yeah. you really kind of do with the membership.
0: And that does, you guys, that does vary state by state. So if you decide to check out, uh, the Zipcar website to, perhaps become a member of this club, what you'll want to do if you need more detail is you'll want to check the specifics of the state you're in. Because whenever you ask for information about like gas prices or insurance on the site, what they're going to present you with is a list of the locations they're in and you click on that first and then it'll tell you. State-specific stuff for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that you know, um, if you're traveling outside the U.S., like a, a Canadian zip card traveling in the U.S., it says you you do not need ex- an extra insurance card. But um, if you are – I'm trying to think of how this works here, um, you know, if you're traveling overseas, I guess, and you're going from country to country. Um, Then you're going to have a little bit, there's a a different issue there. So Mm -hmm. you you need to really look into this just as you would if you're traveling, you know, whenever you're traveling anyways. Right. Uh, Just make sure Sure. you find out, you know, what's legal, what's not legal. But, um, you know, it's really, you can see how this would be a great, of a great benefit to, uh, you know, let's say a college student Mm -hmm. who doesn't want to carry a a big costly auto insurance um, um, policy. A lot of them don't even have cars, I guess. But, you know, if you have to have that to rent a car occasionally, um which i think some people probably are in that situation they have a they have a, a um a policy that just covers them for occasional rental vehicles yeah um that's got to be i would think more expensive than just kind of getting this membership and having it all rolled into one
0: which is and, and it's also for uh, imagine if you will the an urban dweller in a city where parking is just tough like mm-hmm. new york city Parking spaces are good as gold, as you and I talked about in an yeah. earlier podcast. Mm-hmm. The uh, most expensive parking space in the world is in Boston, I think. Oh yeah, I think you're right. And and well, and can you imagine how much money you save on on the long term by just getting the car? Like if you want to go take a vacation or something, you're, uh, you know, you're off on a romantic getaway to I don't know Connecticut, yeah. wherever Cape Cod. Fill in the blank here. Uh, So instead of having to worry about the headache from conventional rental agencies or the enormous cost of keeping and maintaining a car yourself for these kind of trips outside of the city yeah, boom even dude.
1: greater headache yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's amazing yeah and you know what we mentioned the rates just kind of in oh yeah yeah i'm sorry in, uh, call. in general but uh they start really really low i mean they start around i think it's you know we said per hour which is really unusual yeah uh around 750 per hour seven dollars and fifty cents per hour um and that equates to about fifty six dollars per day that's kind of the low end of rental so you're sure. not going to get the bmw for that but you're going to get something you know a small commuter uh-huh. car a, a micro combat or whatever they have um but yeah it's a, it's a relatively actually it's a really low cost uh mm-hmm. for this type of this type of thing
0: but they have a flat they have a flat amount of miles
1: yes they do and yeah you know what that
0: is 180 miles I yeah, believe yeah right 180 yeah. miles Per 24 hour block.
1: Mm-hmm. So if you rent it for a full day, you've got 180 miles that are for free, mm-hmm. and then I believe they charge you beyond that. Um, yeah. You know, per mile, I would think is how it goes.
0: Yeah, it's per mile. I think it's a uh, forty something cents, maybe something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it's a uh, it's it's not a whole lot. I mean, it can add up quickly because you know sure. it, uh, it's easy to drive 180 miles in a day if you're taking it from one city to the next city. If oh, you're yeah. within the city limits. That'll take you a long time to drive 108 miles.
0: And that's a good point because it seems like this car club membership is really designed for people who do dwell in high density areas. Yeah, I think so. And right. don't, you know, not for people who are saying, all right, Miami to San Francisco. No. We got three days. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> not, not that type of person. You're right. Because, um, there are two types of plans they can sign up for there's an occasional driving plan and then there's what they call the extra value plan and I don't know the specifics for each one of those, but there are two different types of plans you can sign up for under zipcar and um i have a I have a brother-in-law who rents vehicle or used to now he owns a vehicle um lived in chicago would they would rent a vehicle uh, to drive over to Michigan you know for the holidays or whatever yeah. you know for uh, just longer trips uh, but around town you know they were able to get around using the uh, the train or the you know um, the maybe or cabs something. or buses yeah. or whatever but uh, they really only needed a, a vehicle occasionally this is perfect for somebody like that yeah. you know the occasional trip out of town that's a long distance trip um, you know maybe a few days in a row and that's about it
0: I, I want to uh, hit up uh, our listeners question that we talked a little bit about the back end stuff as far, as far as how the car works mm-hmm. um, we, it sounds like part of the question our listener was asking to Scott is how do they make sure that vehicle is there? How do they know? Mm-hmm. Um, the way they do that is through a, through a management system, a kind of a supply chain user data management system that's sort of similar to the supplier systems used by the uh Toyota company or or Walmart or something what what they do basically there's there's a, a great article um from inc.com, i think inc.com uh and it's about how when the current CEO Griffith uh took over the operations of this he instituted this new sort of technical aptitude so he installed – he had, rather, installed computers into the cars that, as you said earlier, send the readings back to Zipcar headquarters, HQ, wirelessly. And then they also notify the fleet managers because there's a fleet manager for every zone or whatever uh, who is in charge of monitoring these vehicles. And these vehicles now can tell the fleet manager – When they have a battery problem or or when they have certain diagnostic problems and through dividing up the cities and the areas into zones and sort of regimenting the supply of vehicles there, they're able to – with monitoring usage as well, they are able to predict upticks and average usage numbers so they can add – or remove cars from a zone or from a fleet in a zone. Oh, that's really cool. So it's it's sort of um, it's sort of like their this this system is designed to accrue more and more information such that it becomes more and more accurate in its predictions of usage. Now in the beginning days from what they say in some of these articles, uh that technology was not there so they would actually have employees of Zipcar. if there wasn't a car when the user needed it they would actually have somebody drive a car over there oh boy but it sort of defeats the purpose
1: yeah it sure does but i mean i can imagine early on you got these growing pains with a new business how mm-hmm. does this all work out you know we yeah. promised a vehicle to this customer we have to make right on that also where's that other car
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, that'd
1: be the, that yeah. would be the nightmare because you're putting out a product that's very very valuable. Mm-hmm. Um even even the low end vehicle is very very valuable. Yeah. And um you know it's not like you're uh you know renting out snorkel gear or something or whatever. Right. You know, this is <laughs> right. a, this is a car. And uh, if it turns up missing, uh that's a big deal. That's mm-hmm. a really big deal. And with I don't know how many vehicles they have on the road, I forget, but um you know with uh covering all these markets and all yeah, I can imagine it's in the thousands. Yeah. And um Man, it's it's quite a complex system. I'm glad they figured it out, but uh, it's really interesting to to read about how they do it too. Because if you go to Mm -hmm. Zipcar.com, a lot of what we're talking about is in there. In you know, there's a lot of information about the system and 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 how it all works. And if you're more interested in you know the technology and you want to dig a little further it's all there for you. So, uh, you know, take a look, but we're just giving you kind of the the uh, highlights on this, but mm-hmm. it's an interesting interesting service.
0: Yeah, and what let's let's leave off on this uh this note, Scott. I want to ask you what your take on it is. If the now I know you and I probably are not the best people for Zipcar, uh, but uh, because of our current lifestyles, you know. Mm, yeah. But would you if if this was more in line with your lifestyle, would you try this out? You know, if I didn't have a vehicle and I lived in
1: the city mm-hmm. I, I think you would have to really i mean it's it's a great option it makes it makes just makes good money sense mm-hmm. uh for one and the other is that you know it's it's something new it's something interesting you might might want to give it a shot it's like kind of you know like trying out the latest technology for phones or like trying to trying out the latest uh, laptop technology whatever this is something kind of interesting it's it's on
0: the edge right now early adopters yeah, yeah I feel yeah. you I think I think I'm on the same stage because as I said in the beginning uh, my main skepticism centered on the idea of of having to believe that there would be a car there when I needed it you know mm-hmm. um I don't know, man. I'm persuaded. I think, I think there's really something to this. And I think this company, this idea at least has legs and this company is doing really well. Uh, but we've got to ask our listeners, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, do you guys use zip cars or similar systems? Do you guys? Trust these things. Do you have, uh, do you have any kind of concerns or do you, do you have a plan for the future of these? Uh, hit Scott and I up on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, check out our blog and our website. You may have heard of howstuffworks.com. Got my radio voice on. Very smooth. (laughs) Thanks, man. Um, and if you don't want to hear my annoying radio voice in the conversation, go ahead and just send us an email directly at
1: carstuff at howstuffworks.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join House StuffWorks staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The House StuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander, or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer
0: we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash 0
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile